Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealthy. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley Rose and Dr. Michelle, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic physician, and East Asian medical practitioner. Welcome back, our fine fettled friends. Thank you so much for meeting us here again. As we focus in on inflammation and immunity, our theme in August, we hope that you take some time to really tune into your body. Last week, we talked about evaluating your work environment to make sure it is as healthy a space as you can possibly control. But Michelle and I also realized that many areas of our lives create the potential to trigger adverse effects to our mental health and our physiology as well. It is our learned habitual reaction to these stressors and the ways we choose to emotionally deal with them, such as our vices, that ultimately affects our health long term. If your way of dealing with stress is unhealthy, such as consistently maintaining an imbalanced emotional state, and in that I mean retaining a compulsory reactionary state like feeding your anger, guilting, shaming, blaming, deflecting, or if your stress relief is more directly affecting your health, such as smoking or excessively drinking alcohol, gambling, or overeating, we ask that you consider for a moment if you'd like your children and grandchildren, future generations, to carry on this legacy of your current stress relief. If it is unhealthy, I'd say probably not. This is the focus of epigenetics, how our seemingly fixed genetic makeup can be manipulated by our life story. Through consistent behaviors, we have a hand in manipulating or triggering unhealthy genes to be turned on or off, and these genes can be passed on to our offspring and theirs on down the line. Awesome. Yes. Thanks for that intro, Ashley. I can't tell you how many people I chat with who feel like victims to their genes, like they have this genetic destiny that's looming over them at all times. They talk to me about how their mom had an autoimmune condition or their grandfather had heart disease, and I can sense their fear, fear that they will end up like them. The truth is we're not victims because over 98% of our genetic blueprint can be modified. Like Ashley said, it's called epigenetics. So what is epigenetics? Well, it's the study of how our genes can change their expression without altering our genetic code. This means that the choices we make can actually turn up good genes while turning down or even silencing bad genes. But this also means that we can make choices that do the opposite, right? We can end up turning up the bad genes and turning down the good genes, which can lead to various diseases or pathological conditions. And in terms of the concern your family health history may cause you, it is a bit of a relief to consider the time we live in, right? Your grandfather with heart disease, what was society and even the food administration pushing as a healthy lifestyle then? Do you remember the food pyramid? According to 1950s nutritional science, the majority of our diet should have been made up of bread, pasta, cereal, other grains, a shocking 11 servings a day. 
The consumption of large amounts of starchy carbohydrates is a key culprit in the development of chronic disease such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, obesity, and even your mother with an autoimmune condition as an example. If she grew up in the 50s or later, no doubt anti-inflammatory medications were her main prescription. But today she may be empowered to know that she has much more control over her health and comfort than previously believed through her diet and exercise. Absolutely. The food we eat, the vices we partake in, chronic stress, bacteria or viral exposure, environmental toxin exposure, and even something like poor sleep can all turn up our bad genes. This means it takes time, effort, and discipline. I know you've heard it before, but it's true. Basically, these lifestyle and environmental factors can create pressures and stressors on the body that lead to chemical responses. These responses can then lead to changes in the epigenome, which can either benefit us or be damaging to our bodies. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, then you're probably realizing that this is the ultimate in health empowerment. This means that the possibility of preventing chronic disease like autoimmune conditions, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and so many others is within our grasp. Something else to consider is how important this concept is for preconception care and pregnancy because our choices while pregnant will also affect our kiddo's growth and development. I watched a great TED Talk by Courtney Griffin to learn more about epigenetics in preparation for this episode and what we can do to shift our own genealogical legacy. At a certain point, she had to say to the audience members who were parents and not yet parents to fear not. It felt a bit doomsday at a certain point, as if the damage had been done. Sorry, kids. But by being influenced by you and emulating your habits and behaviors throughout their lives, your children, whether biologically yours, adopted, or whatever the case may be, your children will hopefully in turn make healthy lifestyle choices for themselves. Yeah, so speaking of lifestyle, during this episode, we're going to focus on two areas you can start modifying today, gut health and liver health. If we're talking about gut health, we need to consider the obvious, right? Nutrition. I'll go ahead and just say that I'm not going to review any particular type of diet or particular food plan in this episode, but we'll be covering these in future episodes, I'm sure. When it pertains to epigenetics, I really just want to provide and emphasize the basics because as many times as we've heard it, it's the truth. It's like Michael Pollan said, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. This is the core of any beneficial food plan. I don't care if we're talking paleo, keto, vegan, Whole30, alkaline, or any other number of food plans out there. These guidelines ring true. The key word I like to focus on here is food. When he says eat food, he's not talking about gluten-free pastries and organic candy, right? Do you know what the definition of food is? It's defined as any nutritious substance that people eat or drink in order to maintain life and growth. And nutritious means that it contains substances necessary for growth, health, and good condition. Of course, we can eat gluten-free pastries and organic candy, but is it actually nourishing us? Well, maybe on a mental and emotional level, which don't get me wrong, is also important, but ideally not done with food. But it's not necessarily promoting favorable epigenetic changes. Ideally, we want to try and eat food in its purest form, meaning it hasn't been processed. If you're not sure whether a food has been processed or not, just check the package. Gotcha. (laughs) If it's in a package, it's probably been processed. I'm not saying not to eat anything in a package, although that would be ideal. But if you are getting packaged foods, be sure to check the ingredient label. If there's anything on there that you can't spell or pronounce, then steer clear. 
If you already have your healthy diet flowing seamlessly for you and your loved ones, that is great. But if you are considering changing your diet or are ready to hit the ground running with healthier meals, it can feel daunting to consider everything you put into your body at any given moment. In order to make lasting changes, I think it's important to take the pressure off, take small steps toward overall success. You don't want something that should be fun, educational, and good for you to lose its luster because of adding unnecessary stress to it. Why not just focus on implementing healthy breakfasts or lunches and snacks into your family's day for a few weeks, then move on to dinners and tackling the big switch? I think it's okay to make these gradual changes, especially if you have to get your kiddos or even your parents or grandparents into it too. Absolutely. I love small steps. So what about optimizing your detox pathways? Well, the cool thing is, is that you can do a lot of detox support through nutrition as well. Some of the key things you want to keep in mind here are to eat clean food. So when I say clean food, I mean non-GMO and ideally local and organic. If finances limit your ability to purchase organic foods, then prioritize them using the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15 lists, which are awesome resources from the Environmental Working Group. I'll link to those in the show notes for sure. If you're eating animal products, I highly recommend that they are not only non-GMO and organic, but also pastured or grass-fed. Personally, I find it hard to get 100% grass-fed meat regularly, so I'm okay with grain finished as long as the grain is non-GMO. By consciously purchasing good quality clean food, you're limiting your toxic exposure to things like pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, exogenous hormones, and antibiotics, which all stress your liver and increase your overall inflammatory level. And if you're feeling adventurous in the kitchen and would like to treat inflammation through flavorful meals, there are five spices to try. Cayenne, cinnamon, nutmeg, sumac, and pepper. All of these spices and their lovely aromas can help battle inflammation and elevate our food in delicious ways. Absolutely. I personally don't like pepper. It tastes like spicy dirt, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to the quality of food you eat, the types of food is also important. I always recommend that people eat a variety of colors throughout the week. I'm not trying to say that you need to, you know, eat all the colors of the rainbow on a daily basis, but if you aim for hitting all the colors throughout the week, then you're pretty good. Each of those colors provide different key nutrients, many of which are essential for proper detox and digestive health. Um, some of you might be wondering, what the heck is she talking about with this rainbow thing? But um, what I mean is that throughout the week, you should make sure to not just eat your dark leafy greens, but also some dark red cherries, yams, summer squash, blueberries, purple cabbage, and cauliflower. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I am actually known to make big salads at the beginning of my week that last for several days, and it's convenient to have on hand for snacking. My prep time can sometimes take an hour because I like to pack in radishes, carrots, yellow bell pepper, green onions, curly kale, which I massage to break down, green beans, broccoli, purple cabbage, feta, pistachios. If you go through that list, I literally grab the colors of the rainbow and now cannot do without some of these ingredients in every salad. It may seem silly, but it's a really easy way to know that I'm consistently feeding myself well. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. I love meal prep. So if we're thinking about other things we're putting into our body and how these things affect us, then we have to also talk about beverages and other social activities. 
I hope it goes without saying that water is a huge component to both gut and liver health. If we're dehydrated, then we can't eliminate toxins effectively. In addition, if we drink alcohol, caffeine, or smoke, cigarettes, or weed, we dehydrate our body and introduce a lot of other toxic chemicals, um, which will obviously negatively affect our epigenetic code. So Michelle and I urge you to take inventory of these behaviors, vices, and even addictions and get the support where needed. If you're motivated, we recommend getting educated on the science of epigenetics. It's very cool. Changing your health within your lifetime for the better doesn't just benefit your quality of life, but it's like giving your future kin a greater chance at wellness. Be sure to visit femalesandfinefettle.com and click on episode five to receive your freebie. This week, be sure to grab Dr. Michelle's power-packed list of epigenetic superfoods. Hey, it's Dr. Michelle, and I cannot wait to meet you back here next week. In episode six, we'll be talking with Bethany McDaniel of Primally Pure, an awesome skincare company that provides products with clean and natural ingredients that don't add to your overall inflammatory load. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.